0: Welcome to episode two of Conversations, The Heart of a Warrior. I'm sitting here with my lifelong friend, Michelle Pierce, and we're going to talk about our moms today. Um, We both had two than life wonderful mothers, um, and we're going to talk about them. The, The blog that I'm going to read is The Clock, and it's from The Heart of a Warrior, Faith for the Journey. The book is available at online retailers everywhere and locally here in eastern North Carolina the clock. My mother passed away a year ago after a courageous battle with Alzheimer's. Whenever I visit my father now the ticking of the grandfather clock in the living room they shared seems so much more pronounced to me. Sitting in the room surrounded by pictures of my family my eyes are drawn to the snapshots of her smile and my ears to the sound of that ticking clock. I remember listening to the clock ticking on Thursdays with mom waiting for the time to pass from when she thought I was her sister to the silence and then the blank stares back to the momentary awareness with eyes straight on me as the words, I love you, Kim, were spoken. The clock ticking. When I was 15, waiting to be 16 so I could drive, she would say, time seems to drag now, but just you wait. She said the same thing when I was 17 and couldn't wait to be 18 so I could vote. The words were spoken to me by her over and over again throughout the course of rushing through my life. So as I sit watching the man reflecting on the pace his life has taken, I hear the tick-tock of this clock. I drift back to the last moments with her, holding her hand, the clock ticking. We all spend so much time rushing to get from one place to another in our lives. Often once we get there, our focus has already moved on to where we need to be next. At a recent meeting, I was handed a simple white card with small words in the bottom right corner that read, because I said I would. The idea being to write a promise or commitment that I would keep simply because I said I would. I wrote I will be present. In every moment of my crazy hectic life I will slow down and quiet myself enough to hear the clock ticking. I often think of Acts 1-7 where we are reminded you don't need to know the time of those events that only the father controls. Not for us to know. We don't know when the next tick of the clock could change everything in this temporary home. Worrying about what will happen next rushing through the days will only rob you of precious moments, moments of joy, moments of sadness. Moments of frustration that turn to moments of real progress. And moments of great love and of great loss. Can you hear the clock ticking? Don't listen to remind yourself that this life is fleeting. Instead, listen for the opportunity each tick of the clock gives you today, in this moment, to be fully present. I'm going to, because I said I would. And the scripture with this is from Acts 1-7. Jesus said to them, You don't need to know the time of those events that only the Father controls. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, Michelle, and I, we're sitting at my table, and the back door's open. You probably, you know, we live outside a military base, so you may hear the planes flying over here. Um, but we're both sitting here just, I, I don't know what you're thinking. I, I, my mom, memories of my mom just kind of overwhelm me sometimes. I don't know about you.
1: Yeah, my, um, I think... Uh, Out of all the people in my life who have touched me in my life, my mother absolutely slays me. Yeah. That's just the way that it is. Yeah. I don't think that will ever change. I don't think Um, so either. But uh, in good ways, and then, Mm -hmm. you know, at times, at... um, I don't know that it's sad anymore Uh, my mother uh, was killed very suddenly in a car crash was a very healthy woman and going to work one morning and uh, you know it's literally that like the old saying you know got hit by a Mack truck that's literally what happened and so um, you know it's one of those things where Um, any type of sudden death there is no preparation whatsoever there's no way of any kind of pre-processing it's just complete shock and um, she was young she was only 47 so um, but um, so I don't know if it's sadness so much anymore or sometimes I know um, I don't I'm not able to get around my I have two older brothers we're not able to all be together very often but when we are there will always be a moment at which we're sitting around we're just talking laughing and we will just stop and look at each other and then just say wow you know how awful that we were robbed of such a mother
0: yeah and I know you and I over the years have talked about this because my mom it was a, just a really horrible slow, you know, goodbye. And we've talked about, you know, which which you hate to do, but you kind of sit around, which is worse, you know, to to have your mom taken from you quickly or or to watch them just be taken slowly in a horrible way where they don't even know that you're their daughter looking back at them anymore. And I'm I'm not sure we'll ever know because and my my mom mom was at my wedding. You know what I'm saying? Your mom
1: well, and, you know, and then there's the whole idea of um, how do you know for certain what someone who is suffering from a severe dementia, what they truly are aware of in their mind, how do we really certain know what they're aware of as as far as what they can communicate to us, you know, and that's, um, I know that's just terrorizing yeah. for those people who are watching them endure it and um, and, the, and I'm sure that the idea... I've, I've, this happened with my grandmother, my mother's mother, who was just so wonderfully important to mm-hmm. me in my life. And um, when she got to that point to where... She, and I was her only granddaughter mm-hmm. and um, very much like my mother in so many ways. And so I know that she loved having me come visit. After my mother died, I was a young adult and then come and bring my own children there. And I know a lot of that was because I reminded her so much of um, her only daughter that she lost. Mm -hmm. But then to see her um, also succumb to that severe dementia and not know who I was, it's, it's something I can't even explain what that did to me to know that she did not know who I was, and that was just so very hard for me to yeah. come to terms with.
0: But I think of you, and I think of um, other people who, who we know in this small community who lost their moms tragically. And, um, and I think that the... I can't imagine the just abruptness of it, of, mm. of life changing so quickly, where I did have the opportunity to say to my mom... You know, I love you over and over again. I did get a chance to, even if she didn't maybe remember it, to say, I'm sorry I put you through that. You know, I'm sorry I, I did that. And um, and I had good moments even then of, you know, when she would drift off and think I was her sister, Bessie. Some of my best memories were when she thought I was her sister, Bessie, and she would tell me all these things that they did. You know, you remember when me and you did that, Bessie? And, and so I got a whole insight into my mom You know, and I wouldn't correct her. I wouldn't tell her who I was until she gradually came back to, I would mention one of my daughters or something, and she would come back and go, oh, you know, you're Kim, and she would start talking. But in the meantime, I got this glimpse of my mom as a teenager that... You wouldn't have known. Yeah, yeah. But I can't imagine what it would... um, I mean, your mother was... You were in college.
1: Yeah, I was... uh... I was um, it was she died in February of um, the the beginning of the spring semester of my sophomore year in college I was 19 and um, so I was 19 and then she hurt you know there were three children in my family and um, she had a 19 a 22 and a 25 year older Mm -hmm. so we were all you know um, none of us were fully in our adult years and still badly and desperately needed her you know, compounded by the fact that, you know, unfortunately, um, our father kind of had his share of issues. And so, you know, as far as parenting, that just wasn't, um, our, the bulk of our parenting really came from our mother. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, it was, uh, devastating and life changing and, uh, definitely defined who I was in those moments and ever since. And, there's a really great book uh, Hope Edelman wrote um, called Motherless Daughters mm-hmm. and um, I couldn't figure out for for years after my mother died. Um, I was I had my first child when I was 25 and and um, after the birth of my second child um, in 19 it was probably 1997 or 98 um, I made a friend and we were talking about the loss of my mother, and she had another good friend who also had lost her mother young, and she gave me the book as a gift. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I read the first chapter, it just—it was as though I came home, because that that author um, in that first chapter helped to explain how they had done some studies to um, show that for a female, many times the loss of a mother is is more defining and, and traumatic sometimes than for a male in the loss of a father or a, a female who's lost a father. And you, you can lose a parent through all kinds of ways. It could be through abandonment. It could be yeah. through death. It could be through divorce. There's so many ways that you lose a parent and um, that abrupt loss, uh, this, this uh, author said, uh, will define a female Uh, for the rest of her life that trauma will define her and for most uh, females it's either gonna make or break them
0: yeah and you know
1: (sighs) I'm grateful for you that you were older and established in your life with the love of a good man in your in your life and and children to to turn to, to, to have them to take care of and to be able to guide, yeah. to kind of... ...take me. your mind, but to <laughs> yeah. kind of take your mind at times off of yeah. the task you had to do with her. Yeah. And, uh, but it, it, I, I saw how it, um, yeah, how tough it was.
0: Well, your mom is like, I mean, and I look at you and I see your mom, you
1: know, I mean, <laughs> yeah.
0: your mom's smile and your mom's, she, I, I can remember your mother's laugh, you mm-hmm. know. Um, so, and I know that I look like my mother, so people will often, it happened this week, someone will say, God, you look just like your mom. Yeah,
1: you look like your mom, and your sister looks like your dad. And so yeah. I'm wondering, uh, you know, must you have really looked a lot like her sister?
0: I, I, I'm sure I probably did, you know. At that And age, so, I mean, yeah. she, she thinks, you know, clearly she's looking at me thinking I'm her sister. And so, but, you know, when I think about that, I think we're so connected to our moms that it doesn't matter when they go. It's like a piece of you is gone. And your mom just... Mm-hmm. Your mom just loves you. She loves everything about you know your mom just even when we're mad at our mothers, even when we're ruining their lives and and putting them through torture, our moms still love us. And so it's almost it's 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 almost beyond that feeling of, you know, your mother, it's it's the one person in your life Mm -hmm. that she feels gonna love you no matter what. Yeah. Absolutely. That you can be that you can be your worst I mean, and I, and my husband, will too, but it, it's different. I mean, it's different. I think the relationship between a man and wife is different than the mom and right. the kid, you know. So that's gone, and I think that just leaves a—it's awful, yeah—a really big hole. So, do you think you were? Do you think it made or break or broke you?
1: Um, it definitely broke me for quite a number of years. Quite honestly, I think I was um, kind of functioning suicidal. Mm-hmm. You know, I never thought of. Um, how to harm myself or anything like that. I just knew that I was in such a deep depression, even though, you know, I, I uh, my mother died on a Tuesday morning, and my father and my brother put me in a car on the weekend and took me back, and I was back in classes on Monday. We buried her on Thursday. Oh,
0: no, my gracious.
1: I had planned to, I had thought that I can't go. I was going to college six and a half hours away from my home, and I thought there's no way that I can do that. You know, my father, quite honestly, was was just completely broken by the situation Um, and I thought you know I need to stay here and help him and help just help the situation but uh, he insisted you know she I was in college because my mother uh, it she just it was expected that I would I would have a college education as she had had um, and as my grandmother had had Mm -hmm. So, um, he, and he did not want that to be interrupted. So he put me in a car and took me back and dropped me off and left me. And I was just left to fend for myself. Um, and so I never missed a step, um, and just kept trudging along, but the heart misses the steps. And, um, it was really, really hard for me and for quite a number of years, I think I was much lower than anybody in my life realized. Because even then, uh, and then in the last um, podcast that we did, I talked about, you know, I've always felt that I just had to keep putting one foot in front of the other. And I tell people that. and my, my own children, when they've had very down times in their lives, um, you will be surprised how if you just keep getting up and trudging yeah. along and putting and letting somebody who loves you more than anything in this world know when it's a really bad day um and have somebody there who can just keep space with you but uh and one day you will wake up and it will seem lighter and a little bit better and every day will likely get better and if it doesn't you need to tell me because mm-hmm. then i am want to get you to somebody who can help you possibly more but for me, I didn't do that. I just kept trudging along, and um, but I had felt um, I could not see a way f- forward where I would um, ever have that kind of love again,
0: yeah,
1: ever. And I knew that it wasn't going to happen. I thought in my mind, my mother had um, loved me unconditionally, mm-hmm. you know, like you just basically said, yeah. you know, it, and. Um, she just always made me feel like I was good just like I was I didn't have to be anything else right she wanted me to progress in my life Mm -hmm. and to set goals and to be a happy person but um, I could just uh, exhale around her right and And
0: having somebody to exhale is really important and in your life and and moms just give you that place so much better than a lot of you don't really appreciate them I I mean, then, you know, and, and that's another thing that I feel like, I mean, I'm sure you appreciated your mom. I, you know,
1: that the funny thing about it was, um, I had had a year and a half away from home, six and a half hours away at Mm -hmm. a time before we didn't have cell phones. Yeah. We had no internet. (laughs) We had landline phones. Yeah. Um, and I did not have a vehicle. Um, so I wasn't able to come home very much at all so um, I actually by the second semester of my freshman year in college and definitely that first semester of the sophomore year I think that was the the click I really um, began to really understand the importance my mother had in my life yeah and how much I missed her um, and it when I would get a chance to go home for fall break, literally I would get out of the car of whoever I got the ride with, and she would be waiting there to pick me up and would just you know throw her arms out and say, "There's my girl," and hug me and I would cry
0: I can when you said that I was thinking of I can remember going to Camp Don Lee. And mm-hmm. I had, I mean, I have a cry day. at
1: 19 because it was, she was, I just thought, I'm okay now. Yeah, that's how, I mean, I was, everything can just be, go away and mm-hmm. I can just be with her and I won't have to think about all that because she is my okay.
0: That's how I felt with it. I was scared of camp. I really wasn't enjoying camp. I, I did it. I had a great time, but I can remember I was, I was in middle school.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I mean, I can remember my mom coming to pick me up and doing exactly what you just mm-hmm. did. My mom opened her arms, and I went. I, all these teenagers around me, you I know, just ran into her. I just ran to her and cried because yeah. I mean, it was like um, you were safe to do that with her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: So um, yeah, but I realized that I I I really came fully into that knowledge of who she was to me. Uh, probably within the year before she died definitely you know um, there was no doubt about it and um, and so uh, and and I was aware of the fact that there was nobody else in my life who (laughs) you know who who held any place next to her and so to lose that was terrible and I just felt like um, just I felt like the light had just been taken away and I didn't think I'd ever find that again I didn't think I would ever have it. I went on and got married to a good man and you know was um, moved to California and you know got to do some exciting things and really honestly the second that my son was born and I held him I realized that, that light was back.
0: Well that's what you know and I wonder sometimes um
1: God if, gave me her unconditional yeah, love back to me through a child.
0: Yeah do you ever feel I mean do you ever have moments like that like the birth of a child or whatever when you just know your mom is with you?
1: Yeah well and I and and my first pregnancy I was alone Um, I was a military spouse and Desert Storm broke out and so I was alone from the time I was about I think six weeks pregnant and then he got deployed Uh, he had gone away to a jump school and then got deployed out of the jump school never came home so he I was um, alone uh, during my pregnancy I had a couple of really good friends and my my dear best friend took off work and was at my labor with me but Mm -hmm. I was alone I was you know I was alone and there was nobody uh, he didn't come back and didn't see um, his son until um, I don't know uh, my son was probably a good at least six months old Mm -hmm. or older Um, and so there I was alone I had nobody to hold him to uh, my mother-in-law had come out to visit when when they declared war officially Mm -hmm. declared war and stayed for about a week And then went back home, and so she was a huge help. She was always a huge help whenever she was there. But I was just very much alone with that baby and very tired a lot of the time and so stressed and worried that his father was going to die and that he would never know him and how would I help him to understand the man that his father was and all that stuff. I had so much stress on me um, and felt so utterly alone. And yet there were moments... When I would be sitting nursing my son at night and just hanging out in my living room, maybe watching a little TV, mm-hmm. I, and I would just feel her presence. Yeah,
0: I swear I can smell my mom sometimes. Yeah. I mean, I I feel like I can just. Sm- I used to do that. Yeah, my mother
1: I'm, my mother's been gone for 35 years now, so I just don't do that anymore. Yeah, but I but that was a time when I thought, okay, I don't think that I'm alone. But um, those were tough times, but I was very palpably aware of, um, I, and that's why I think my oldest son and I have such a unique bond, mm-hmm. I love all of my children desperately, Yeah. desperately, and I think they know that without a doubt, because mm-hmm. I tell them probably maybe more than what I should, I suppose, but, um, but that little tiny baby and I, we were all alone, it was just me and him yeah for a very long time and um and I was very very aware of there was no doubt in my mind that it was almost I could just envision my mother breathing his first breath into him yeah
0: yeah and I you know I sit there sometimes I can just I can feel a breeze or I can feel something and I will just it's almost like she's whispering I can just feel her all around me but it's so funny because my sister and you might too I don't know my sister believes in those cardinals that the cardinal comes and it's you know, your mom or whatever and so the whole first year after my mom died, my sister kept talking about this cardinal coming to see her and I'd be like, Well and I, I was I was kinda of mad at first. I was like, Well maybe I'd take mom off because I am <laughs> not I not a cardinal. And um and then mm-hmm. I kept, and then I would start joking about it sort of as a defense mechanism. I would go, Well mom would not come to me as a cardinal because I don't like birds, you know so I would say like she would not come. She would know that I'm scared scarred from the Alfred Hitchcock movie, The Birds, you know, she's <laughs> she's not gonna come. But really I was like, Wish you know, she's coming to see Kathy, and she's not coming to see me. Um, but then one day, you know, I had a card. And I, I had a cardinal. I just actually, it's happened several times lately. But I really, I don't think that my mom is the cardinal for one thing. They're usually those beautiful red cardinals that are males. But I think it's it's God. It's it's kind of a God wink.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, um, saying she's okay, you're okay. Because she, i see them at the most opportune time when I'm thinking about my mom when I'm having a really hard day and I think now God's probably heard me whine enough going why are you sending Kathy all the cardinals and mom's
1: not coming to see me but um, well let me ask you this during uh, I mean I, re- I remember how long your mother suffered the way yeah. that she did and and um, you in um, your life and what your life was like to um, manage the time that you needed to spend with her, and you spent a lot of time yeah. um, helping to take care of your mother. And um, both you girls were wonderful to your mom, as you are to your dad. Mm. Um, but um, I'm curious, you know, um, how your faith played into all of that? To sit and watch somebody suffer like that, and and um, because I know that, you know, for me, uh, back when my mother died, I was younger uh wasn't yet a grown adult fully by any right. means and hadn't had children of my own and all of that and and so there were a lot of questions for me you know to think of well is this God do you know how you know how people say things yeah, you know that yeah. they they have certain beliefs. There there are people who will God say God punishing you or something. Yeah, you know, or or well, you know, she was such a good person that God wanted her with him or yeah. just things that you know, and so I um and and actually surprisingly so my mother's death is what gave me my relationship with God. I've been raised with um Going to church and my mother and my grandparents had instilled a very strong faith in Christ Mm -hmm. in me But I was not a practicing Christian by any means. I was a 19 year old college student and I wasn't Mm -hmm. but her death um, Brought me fully into my faith and um, I as a matter of fact, I was baptized a year after she died Um, Full immersion baptism fully Mm -hmm. aware of what I was choosing to take on as far as my beliefs and um, But there was a lot of questioning that I had at oh, the yeah. time of, you know, if, if, if God has his hand in everything, why would he have taken this woman like this when yeah. so many people need her? Or there were just, you know, and now my thought process is very different mm-hmm. about that. But I'm curious how your faith either <clears throat> helped you or I'm curious... Because we're human, what kind yeah. of questioning did you have to watch your mother have to suffer like that? Well, I don't know it's my faith. probably... And your father you, suffered yeah, so terribly.
0: my faith probably—well, my faith was not anywhere where it is right now. Then it was—it was the same thing you're thinking. I'm—that I'm, you've mentioned. I would think, why? Wow, this woman has done everything right. She has given so much of her life to everybody else. You know why? You know, and why would you take? They, you know, my parents, my dad lied about how old he was so he could drive the bus that my mother was on because he was in love with her at 16, do you yeah, know? Yeah. I mean, so why would you, you know, do this? Why would you make him, for her forget,
1: oh, you yeah. know, this,
0: do you know? So I'm going to say my faith was really probably challenged my faith was stronger after her death. I mean, I couldn't. I was. I was not holding it together well. If, if you were around me, I then, hadn't even thought about that
1: part of it. Yeah, you know, you were around me okay. then, so
0: you could tell. I mean, I was like a time bomb ready to go off. You could look at me wrong, and I would cry or I would scream or whatever, you know. And um, and, and it was hard because I had a lot going on, and I was trying to manage it. And some days I was, you know, angry. Um, but her death, um it made me regroup in a lot of ways. Um, And I I began to explore my faith differently um, after her death because I could look back after it was over and think there were so many beautiful moments in it like those conversations with her about and the days like this clock this blog talks about where we'd be there for two hours and she wouldn't know who I was, but then all of a sudden she would open her eyes and look at me and call my name and tell me she loved me. You know, there were these beautiful moments in the middle of it. And I got around, but I'm going to tell you, it's the death of another mom from our church mm. that brought me full circle on my faith. And, you know, we know our friend, our friend Donya, because when she died, when going through that with her, her... Um, just absolute grace with her faith you know because I mean my mom didn't have the wherewithal to talk about her faith during that time and so but as weird as it sounds um going through Donya's death and watching how she handled it with her children for those of you you don't know who we're talking about Donya Donya was dying of colon cancer and she had young daughters and the son and
1: she and had she, daughters the same age I was. Right. When I lost my mother, yes. Right.
0: And and she faced it with such enormous grace and faith. I mean, the day before she died, I remember asking her, "Did you? is there something I can do for you? And she wanted um, Bojangles, <laughs> a Bojangles chicken snack. And she was laughing. You know, yes. she knew that she was on her last moments. The hurricane had come. They had a generator hooked yes. up. The, I mean, you know... And, but watching her go through it really helped me heal the anger, I think, that I had with God over my mom. Because, as weird as that sounds, um, watching how Danya wasn't
1: angry. No. She... she I have not been around someone i I have gone through other deaths mm-hmm. with people that I love and care about I've you know lost both of my parents and my father mm-hmm. did have a long goodbye um, not where his mind was not there anymore but he had heart failure um, and it took about seven years and so it was very hard to watch a man a tough man yeah. who had been a marine and um, And to watch um, every bit of dignity that he had be taken away and for him to be just so physically and emotionally stripped. And he struggled with his death. He struggled with his faith. Mm -hmm. He was afraid. Um, He felt he had done so many things in his life with others that he had never reconciled with them and there was so much... It was tough to watch, really tough to watch. But Donya, I've never seen anybody so accepting um, of what was was happening to her that there was no turning back with right. this. And her, it wasn't just accepting that it was going to happen. It was accepting that God had her. Right. That so he was we, in it. That he was in it. And that his hand was in everything. <laughs> yeah. And I just thought at the time... I just hope to God that if if I have a diagnosis that is terminal, mm-hmm. that I can help my children to come to terms with it. And, and it was not easy for her children, and I mm-hmm. know it still can't be easy to because I know what it's like to have such a strong mothering presence yes. in your life and to lose it. But I think her acceptance of... Her faith and God's presence always in her life, mm-hmm. and his and reassuring her children, He is with you. Yeah. He is here. Yeah. And I am going to be okay.
0: And and watching this happen with her,
1: I could see it, it. where amazing. I was where
0: I was not able to see it with my mother. I was too no. much in the grief of it. No.
1: But watching Danya, well, you and your mother it. did not have the ability to do that with right. you her mind couldn't allow her to right. do that. I couldn't
0: recognize God in anything right. at that point. I mean, I really couldn't. Um, I mean, I was going through the motions of faith. I was going through the motions of faith is, is the only way I could put it at that point. But watching Danya, I, I just, so much of that kind of healed and, and I was brought back to my faith. I mean, and I was able to look back at my mom's whole area, the whole situation at that time totally differently. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I mean, my faith took a turn between the two, between the two women dying, my faith took a turn. And I mean, I started writing again and I started, you know, doing all these things that I, I had not done before. Suddenly I became much more brave. You know.
1: Do you feel that, um, even though your mom's illness took a while mm-hmm. to work its way through and of course that lended to a lot of suffering on your all's part to have yeah. to watch and to watch your dad and yeah and watch her suffer. Even though they call it a long goodbye, yeah. when somebody begins to suffer from a severe dementia and then their body begins to fail and it's all happening, I don't know that you're really able to say goodbye because you're immersed in the taking care of them and arranging for the services to come in, and then to to try to spend as much time as you can taking care of them, and also, when do you really have time to say goodbye? And do you think that maybe Danya's death almost, in a way, allowed you to work through those feelings that you couldn't do with your mother? I
0: think I think it probably yeah. did, because yeah. as we know, she really said goodbye. You know, they she had did. their they had their Christmas, and for those of you that read the blog regularly, you can remember one where. Um, Her family was trying to do all the holidays before Mm -hmm. she passed, and they did... um, They had Halloween, and then they had Christmas. Yes, but the Halloween, they were dressed... The daughters all dressed as the characters from her favorite movie, Hocus Pocus, and that's the picture of the blog. So if you want to go back and read it, you can find it by looking for that picture of the girls in the Hocus Pocus outfits. And the whole neighborhood participated. The whole community... I mean, you could see God in everything that night. You You could just feel... God in in this, in her front yard, as this took place and unfolded. And so I really think it did help heal me. and I think it helped heal all that stuff with my mom and look back at it differently. And um,
1: I wonder what God must think of us, though, when uh, when we're in the throes of the suffering that we have, and we're when we're left to deal with the fragmented mm-hmm. pieces of what death does to us, and we have those moments of weakness where we don't feel Him. Where we're upset and we're angry and we're struggling to just even understand the plan. I I wonder what he must think. I think
0: he loves us anyway.
1: Yeah. Because, you know, my kids are 29, 27, 24, and 20. And I can't tell you how many days where my kids were so angry at me and probably felt some feelings of momentary hatred. Mm -hmm. And I have said to my children when they were younger, I know you don't like me. Yeah. I know you're mad at me, but I'll tell you what—I'm loving you enough for both of us, and I'll yeah. do that until you realize that you do love me again. But this is the way it needs to be, mm-hmm. so uh, I can just imagine what he must think.
0: I think of him often like a parent, you know, because yeah. you know we sometimes have to—we have to watch our children hurt and and love them through it, and um, and he'll come for us. I mean, it's like we have to let our kids hurt and then be there to pick them up. Yeah. And so I I, I feel like he's the same. I don't think he's I don't think I, I hope not anyway. I don't think I, I I, don't think he ever see we all exploring God so who knows you know. I think he forgives me because our faith develops over time. A mature faith. Uh, um, that kind of faith that gives us the ability yeah. to say to be Danya, to be like Danya was. That faith, I, I was not there when I was going through it with my mom. I was not at that depth of faith, I think, the mature faith at that point.
1: I was a little more... Well, you're trying to minimize the trauma. You know, it's almost like, <laughs> you, know. you know, crisis mode. Yeah. Well, how, how do you minimize, you know, what you can and then yeah. have to deal with what you can't minimize? I mean it's hard to have time to explore depths of faith when that's going on.
0: Right. I don't have I, I remember, you know, you go to church in that time, but the whole time, you know, you figure over years and I, and you probably that way. I don't I don't know. Well, you can tell me how you how your faith was after left your mom, but I I remember going to church, I couldn't even focus on what was happening in church. Yeah. You know, cuz I'm worried about what I'm going to have to do to go help her during the week and right. what's going to happen this week and is she going to be in pain? Is she going to be Upset? Is
1: she gonna? It's a good, is it gonna be a good week? Is it gonna be a bad week? Um, and so. And I'm sure there were times when you thought, and when is it gonna end? I just didn't have. How long? How much longer will we have? And more then, like how, and is how it bad is end? it gonna get? That's right. Before. That's right. How and you know, and I've lost a father to, like I said, it, yeah. you know, I've had both situations, and I know with my dad, um, I would sit and be terrorized at times about how. how might he suffer before um, it's over and that would terrorize me Mm -hmm. and now you know you know I have a son who has battled cancer um, and things are good now and he's Mm -hmm. he's healthy and well right now and praying that it will stay that way but when he was first diagnosed and and you know we started that fight Um, He had to fight for almost three years to get to where he is now. And there were times when um, I would just sit next to his bedside in the hospital and think, Mm -hmm. probably like you did with your mother, if he cannot overcome this and succumb to it, how badly will he have to suffer? And suffering, watching somebody that you love like that, your mother who was your your exhale, she was your home, she was your heart to watch her to watch him suffer it about uh, it just about puts me out yeah it's well, so hard it
0: is and we're gonna rope this conversation around cuz I mean we're sitting here crying as our dog my dog is and, <laughs> and uh, we've done pretty good we've done pretty good I thought might lose it there for a minute but we'll, we'll, we'll open it around for everybody so we can wow. end this on a on a positive note um, because, and it, the whole conversation is positive because the one thing that we're all going to have in common is we're all going to lose our moms, right? I mean, yeah, I mean, some of us might go before a mother, but we've all got a mother and we're all going to lose them. Well, what no, is no? know, and the
1: other positive yeah. thing, too, for me is you know, I was younger and it all seemed so traumatic yeah. um, because of the sudden uh, loss, they're there and then they're just gone. There is no, but now that I'm older. And it's not just now, but really, you know, within the last probably, you know, 15 years, I can definitely look back and see where God was always there in almost every single situation. When I was going through it, I could not always see that. And, um, but now when I look back, um, I know with, with no uncertain doubt at all that, um, god has always been with me through every situation and um, he was always there and there's no doubt in my mind that he was with my mother
0: yeah i see that now i see it now tell me your and if you want to think about it i'll go first but tell me your one i'm sure you have many but your favorite memory of your
1: mom oh my goodness oh my my favorite memory of Probably one, yeah, one of my favorite yeah. memories of just, because I only had 19 years with mm-hmm. her, you know, and you spend a good portion of that time as a, ch- a young child, so I mm-hmm. didn't have a lot of really big adult, adult moments with her, um, but, you know, some of my favorite things that I ever did with my mother was um, when we would go to West Virginia to visit my her parents, mm-hmm. my grandparents, and... Um, cousins and these were just such great people mountain people who were salt of the earth Um, my mother was who she was because of these people Mm -hmm. Um, great people of faith Uh, my grandmother was the kind of person that um, I never once ever heard her say a negative word about anybody or anything to be Mm -hmm. honest with you she abhorred any kind of gossip um they were working people. they kept themselves very busy. They really believed you know that idle hands are the devil's work. And they were the kind of people who would give um, their their shirt off their back to anybody and they had an open door policy at their home. Um, they never ate out, they cooked my grandmother, mm-hmm. you know, and she worked and she was a school teacher. And when we would go there in the summertime, Um, I had such fond memories of just um, seeing my mother exhale Mm -hmm. because she also was with her mama and her daddy and she adored her parents and you she just was like a different person when she walked through the doors of their home they adored her Mm -hmm. Um, they had two children and they have they have had a son and a daughter and My mother had moved 11 hours away with a Marine, and so they just adored her, and they adored us, but you could see her whole demeanor lightened and changed, and she laughed that, laugh that filled the room, and she, and they just talked and talked, and they talked about all the family and what was happening, and, and then they would talk about stories from the past that you know, when my mother was little and, you know, on their fa- family farm and, and my fond memories are um, working in the kitchen with them mm-hmm. and um, helping to cook the food and snap the beans and, you know, or canning pears or whatever and just being there listening to my mama talk to her mama and then my granddaddy coming in and joining in and feeling the difference in her and to me... Um, that is just true joy and that those are God's gifts to us when you have those types of families where love is truly unconditional and you can talk about anything and um, that was one of my favorite memories of my mother any summer we went of doing those things with her and then two of her always being at any sporting event that I was involved in. She was always going to be there sitting in the stands, and she was always going to be rooting for our team or for me. Um, And then just memories of, um, you know, all the boys that used to come to my home because I had two older brothers, and she was like a second mama to all of them. She was a second Um, mama to everybody in town. Yeah, I mean, that's just... but. Yes but seeing her change when she in the exhale she would have to get around her own mother
0: I have one of my favorite my mom I, I have all the after, the sporting. Um Stories and some of them, my mother would turn over in her grave if I if I told. Well, well I wasn't going to talk about
1: those <laughs> yeah, of stories. Yeah, we could have a whole nother blog yeah. about our mothers at, at games.
0: Yeah, but I can have one that I'll share. It wasn't at the game; it was at the skating. We used because it was the 80s. You know, everybody skated in the 70s and 80s, roller skated, and my mom loaded up a van. And this was before you had to have seatbelts and everything. She just had a big yeah. panel van, and I, I don't even know how many of us were crammed in this van going to Rollerland, which was mm-hmm. you know our local skating. It still is actually. Um, Local skating rink, and it was—I don't remember if it was. I think it might have been um, a combination birthday party for me and my sister and our neighborhood friend, because our birthdays were all really close. And um, my mom had a pretty hot temper, and you know, (laughs) and so I was—I did not want to make my mother mad. I mean, she—that's how mine was. Yeah, (laughs) and so, but we had gone to skating, and my mom would go out there, and she would—I thought I skated pretty good. No, my mother would go out there, and she would skate with all of our boyfriends. She would go out there, and she would. You know, show off really. We felt like she was showing off. But That's all hilarious. I can't all imagine your mom. Oh doing my gosh, that. she was That's a beautiful so skater. She loved to dance. She loved to skate. So she would go out and learn waltz, and she would do it with with our with our guys. Yes. You know, and um and it. But it was fun. I loved it. But this particular day at this party, I can't remember what the boy did. But there was a boy who did something to my sister, and I slugged the mess out of him mm-hmm. in in the skating rink. I mean, I knocked him flat, and I mean, I slugged him, and um. The, you know, the owner of the skating rink, you know, called me up there. I was getting in trouble, and, and my mom comes over there, and she's, you know, she's mad. She's, you know, I've taught you better than this. What do you know? What's going on? Everything. And I told her what had happened. She looks at me. She pats me on the butt, and she says, good job. <laughs> <laughs> and she just goes off and goes, nah. you know, and goes skating. And um I just remember that because, I mean, the look on her face, I I'm, I'm I'm sure that on the one hand I had humiliated her in front of all the other moms that were there and mm-hmm. the and the, and the skating people. But I could see all over her face.
1: She was proud of you for standing up her for her, your sister. Yeah, taking That's care right. of my
0: sister. And um so I will always remember the look on her face right before she swatted me on the butt. I mean it's like it was a little swat, just a little swat. Good job. And, I mean, I'm thinking she's going to, you know, whack me. I'm thinking, you know. and right. But she's just a little squat. And um, I will always remember the look on her face as she did that. And she just kind of turned around and went back out and started skating <laughs> again. And, um, you know, and there are so many things like that. And um, I, I, wanna, I, I want us to end this by, t- you know, trying to tell. I know there are probably not a lot of young girls who are listening to this blog. But... If you could say something to any woman who still has their mom with them.
1: Oh, my. You know, oh my. what would you... I would tell what them. Would you say? I, I'm telling you. I would tell them what a gift that is. And even if it's a fractured or strained relationship, if it is, I'm telling you, if it were me, I'd fix it. Mm-hmm. I'd figure out a way to just fix it. And I have to say... Um, I can say that from experience because I did not have the best relationship with my father Mm -hmm. and I moved back to the town that he lived in and actually moved into a home in the same neighborhood um, right as he was diagnosed with heart failure and was able to spend the last seven years of his life in close contact with him and I had spent the time from the time I was 22 until I was 40 across the United States from him so um, I made a decision that my father was who he was and ultimately he was my daddy Mm -hmm. Um, and I now had children of my own four small children and was going through some tough times in my life and I was seeing my father for the adult that he was he was he was just a man yeah and um, a flawed man but a man just like I was a flawed woman now, but a woman, not just a parent. And so what I did was I made a decision, I'm gonna just spend the time with him that I have. And if he starts kind of doing that stuff, (laughs) that would always set me off when I was younger, I was just gonna kiss him on the head and say, I love you daddy and I'll be back tomorrow. And I was not gonna take those things personally anymore because now I'm an adult. Now I'm an adult and it's up to me to let him know That he's loved by God and loved unconditionally. So I would tell anybody who's listening to this, if there's a way to just say, God, give me forgiveness in my heart for the angers that I have towards this person, do it. And then take the time you have left with them to um, grab those moments because... um, Um, I just, I would give, I don't, can't tell you what I'd give to have just five minutes to hear my mother's laugh, or, yeah. Yeah. You know, we talked about which blog to read
0: for this, but I think this one ended up being perfect, the clock, because, you know, um, the clock is ticking. I mean, your clock, your clock came to an abrupt stop, and my clock ticked for a long time, and so, you know, I would tell everyone to, um, just... Just love the people in your life yeah. and make sure that they know that they love you. Figure out how to do that. Yeah. And if you if your mom is still here, pick up a phone and call your mom. <laughs> call, call your mom. Her. And uh, so the the prayer that goes with this blog is, Dear Heavenly Father, help me to fully be present this week. Help me to notice the people around me, to really hear what they are saying to me. In the name of Jesus Christ I pray. And and it says this week to take your watch off. I'm not kidding. Don't miss work or shut off your alarms, but you put your watch away and try not to focus on the clock ticking this week. Be in every moment, each day. Write one word about how living without your watch made you feel, because um, we schedule ourselves we schedule ourselves so tightly that we don't sometimes make time for the things that really matter, like the people around us. So I hope you enjoyed this blog. I hope um, that if you have read a blog and you want to be on this podcast, and if you've got a blog that meant a lot to you, um, just message me and let me know, because this is all about just having conversations. I absolutely believe that we are far more alike than we are different, and sometimes it takes just sitting around a kitchen table and talking it out, right? Well, thanks for the talk. Yeah, so God bless you guys. Go love on your moms. Bye.